It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. I'm Mark Willard, and this is Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile, an official San Francisco Giants podcast. In Season 1, we looked back at some of the most iconic moments in franchise history. Now, it's time to focus on the present and future. We'll cover memorable wins and the off-field moments, interests, and personalities of the 2021 Giants team and staff. Join us for Season 2 of Inside Giant Moments, now. A lot of us go to the ballpark for the food as much as the baseball. That may not quite be true for the Giants themselves, but as professional athletes, what they eat and when they eat is a big part of their daily regimen. We caught up with a number of Giants players and their director of performance nutrition to talk, what else? Food. First up, Alex Dickerson. All right, Alex, let's have some fun here and, uh, and, and talk about something that all of us do at least three or four times a day and, and dive into the food. What, what is dinner time like for you now that you have a high chair next to you? <laughs> it's a lot faster. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot simpler. Uh, when, I, when I'm at home, it's, it's actually incredible because uh, Jen is so, such a good multitasker that she basically just gives me Levi to focus on cooking, and she cooks up something decently healthy really quick and also has his food ready to go. So, yeah, she's, she's been amazing with that. And then I guess now that we're in season, we're, we're so spoiled as professional athletes. I get three or four meals given to me every day at the field, so – I got that covered for the next six months. Yeah, absolutely. What what does Levi like to eat, by the way? Um, his favorite right now that he probably isn't supposed to isn't supposed to have is French fries. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's gotten a couple of those just when we were screwing around, and <laughs> now like when he sees any if he sees any of us eat them, he's he's just like drooling at the mouth for it. <laughs> Now, is he already able to get into the debate about which fries he likes the best? Like, where where are the fries from that he that he that he saw? <laughs> no, because he doesn't have teeth, so they they show up to him in the same form. They're mashed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, is is he picky with anything? No, no, absolutely not. The kid loves food, and somehow. Every time he seems to put on weight, he just grows out of it. So, you know, we're just going to keep feeding him. <laughs> uh, and, and then what about you? Are you picky at all? Uh, I'm getting better. I, I, I was growing up. I was really bad. And then college, you always branch out a little bit. And then for my case, I was on Team USA in college, and we had to go to Japan and Taiwan. And if you want to eat – you're gonna have to not be picky because you don't know what in half the stuff is, and you know eventually you get hungry enough that you start trying things and you start getting over some of those barriers. So ever since I came back from there, I've been been a little better, and then over the years, I think it's just been increasingly getting better. Especially as you get older, you put on weight with bad food, so I have like you, you realize the option is, you know, I I got to go to healthy food. I just got to find something I can eat. <laughs> With all that said, give me one thing that you still just won't touch. Won't touch. Still hate tomatoes. The, yes. The tomatoes and pickles, if they are touching, like, anything, I, I have to get them out. The pickle, if it's on, if I accidentally forget to put it on or take it off of something that it was in, it, like, ruins the rest of the meal for me. You can't get the taste out. So if there's no tomato and pickle on the cheeseburger, what what is on the cheeseburger? That's it. That's it's it. Meat, bun. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell you I was picky growing up, and then I haven't, I haven't seen the point of adding to something like that. <laughs> well, I, I, I now will uh, just order it as it comes, but... Uh, you know, you order it the same way my kids do, and, and I have no problem finishing theirs when, when they don't finish it. So there's nothing wrong with meat cheese bun. 
No, absolutely not. <laughs> God made um, it here. Yeah. What's uh what's your what's your pre and post game process? You know, when when do you eat and what's what's good on game night? Well, so I have a what we call a wandering sleep schedule where I just sleep <laughs> until I have to be somewhere. So, so I, I have a rule that the first meal of the day has to be breakfast. And luckily in the major leagues, even if you show up at noon, 2 o'clock, whenever, uh, I can get somebody to make me some sort of breakfast sandwich and oatmeal. And then from there, it's from there with us, we're, like I said, we're spoiled throughout the day. So there's just food available at all times. And then I'll generally just eat a quick one after BP, a little lighter. And then that post game, depending on, depending on how tired I am after the game, that uh, you tend to like our, like our heating schedule. We eat at, you know, sometimes 11 o'clock or midnight. Right. That's our dinner, which is probably not the best thing to do. And, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, that last one I tend to, for recovery, I've noticed that you have to eat a lot for that last one. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And you're right, though. It's not the best thing. Uh, and, and you've mentioned, you know, as you're you're kind of growing into a full sort of a, a adult body, like how, how has that changed your focus on nutrition? How, how much do you think about it? Oh, a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you, you, you notice when you're eating healthy or not now. It's really funny how, I, like, I just know, like, even my mood, my energy, like, I, I notice it much quicker and, and when you were younger, you just felt the same every day, no matter what you put in your body. Now, nowadays, it becomes very apparent. So it actually kind of makes it easier to eat healthy because you know how you feel when you do. So you might as well eat that way. Uh, what, what's your favorite item on the Giants Clubhouse menu? It's a tough one. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong when steak and lobster shows up. Yeah. That's that tends to be the one that, and it's the one I really know. Definitely never had lobster growing up, so I think, and it's not even that I really like it. I think I just like the fact that I get one for free that day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my first time in the big leagues in Denver. I walked out. I had a steak and lobster, or and then I went in showered was coming out of the game or to leave the stadium. And I looked in and there was still like 10 lobsters sitting in the tray. And I was like, well, I'm going to have another one. <laughs> it's not usually a second's food, is it? No. Yeah. No, you don't, you don't <laughs> generally go back for another $60 lobster. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I want to know about, you know, the stuff that, that, that you like to cheat with, you know, give me one thing you're supposed to avoid that, that, you, <laughs> that you eat anyway. Uh, anything vanilla or cream. My, the new thing is my mother-in-law's creme brulee. Ooh. I mean, it is, it is incredible. <laughs> uh, so are you, are you a sweet tooth guy? Oh yeah, I, I yeah. still have a sweet tooth, but I, I find when I eat healthy throughout the day and season, I can still afford to throw some sweets in. Like I said, two hundred thirty pounds running in the outfield, you burn a lot of calories. <laughs> exactly, um, and, and of course, throwing at all those cardboard cutouts burns calories too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, those, those things are those things are a lot more realistic this year. <laughs> they, they've been moving out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't accidentally have a flashback and huck the ball at the fans this year, okay? Yeah, that's going to be hard. I get really <laughs> mad when I got to chase that ball down. <laughs> uh, okay, and then what's the what's the flip side? One thing you are supposed to eat, and you're just like, I can't, I can't do it. Uh, green beans. I just, okay. That one. There's other green stuff I will eat, but that one it just never seems good to me. <laughs> Including, I think it showed up yesterday on my plate. I took the hate one. I was like, I just, I just don't see the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! All right, what's the best thing Mom used to make? Best thing Mom used to make. Uh, we had a spaghetti recipe that had been in the family for generations. So it's really simple, but it. It is good, and it is tested through 
not just it's not just one of those family ones that oh we love it and then you bring over guests and they're like this sucks but right. <laughs> everybody seems to like it too so <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's, it's pretty good. You've been validated there. Um, did, uh, <laughs> did did you have a dog or, or, or a pet growing up? Mm-hmm. You did. Okay. Yeah, so so dogs. what's what's the one thing that you fed the dog under the table? Everything. Everything. <laughs> Yeah, no. The the plate the plate goes from the table to the floor first. Yeah, every time I've, I've had guests over, they'd be rattled by it. But every single person in the family plate from anything you didn't finish went on the floor. Dog just goes and finishes it, and then we put it right back up in the cupboard because it's clean. That's right. We don't need a dishwasher in this house. It's perfect. Uh, no, that's, uh, no, that is the dishwasher. <laughs> Near the beginning of the season, Caleb Berger started sending some food-related tweets. It was at that moment that we decided he had to be a part of this episode. You recently tweeted, what you eat matters. Now, now what's going on there? Why'd you tweet that? I, I just, sometimes I get a little frustrated with the way things, with the way things are like construed and uh, the way our society kind of treats things. And I think like a big issue of that we have is kind of a conglomerate in America is that we eat so poorly all the time and how much your diet really does affect how your body feels and like your actual health, not just physical, but like mental health as well. And I think it's something that we probably should deep dive into. Like I started really cleaning up my diet um, at the end of 2018 and I'm not saying my diet's perfect by any means, but it's, it's pretty close, you know? Um, And I would say it's a big reason why I, I feel good every day when I wake up, you know, like I'm active obviously, but I try to put the right things in my body to get, to get my body to be the the peak of what it can be. And I really feel like I see the results because of it. Um, I think you're, you're speaking about something that's huge. I mean, have you ever like grabbed a bag of Cheetos and then just held that thing in your hand and looked at it and like, what is this? Like, how, how did we decide that, <laughs> how did we decide that this was food? <laughs> Yeah, man. Like it's, it's really crazy. Like it's really, really wild. The things that we, I think one of the worst parts, like we, I could go on all day about this. Um, but how bad the food is in our school system, like the stuff that we do feed our kids when they're at school, is just, it's really bad. You know, you can't really, you can't really expect us to have a healthy population if you're feeding your kids poorly, literally five days a week for lunch. So if you cleaned it up in 2018, what are some of the things you got rid of that you X'd out? All right. So I completely, I completely cut out like bread. Like I don't do any gluten products. Um, so like no pasta, no bread, no, none of that, which was honestly pretty hard for the first like six months, but now it's, now it's cake. Um, I make this really weird greens shake every day. Uh, it's got like athletic greens in it, MCT oil, avocado an avocado a banana apple cider vinegar black seeds chia seeds uh ginger and turmeric and i'll I'll take that every day Uh, literally every day i'll drink that as soon as i get done playing catch um and then i would just say i try to stay away from anything that's that's like made in a factory like if it's got a bunch of added sugar added preservatives like i stay away from it if it wasn't living at some point i try not to eat it obviously that gets kind of tough um when you're traveling but right i don't know my diet's my diet's a lot of a lot of meat a lot of a lot of uh i would say a lot of potatoes and a lot of fruits and veggies you know just all natural stuff i'm always so jealous of people when they say i gave up bread because i just it's like i would love to do that and i just can't even wrap my head around what that would look like It's really, it's really hard. It's really hard, but it, honestly, I think it's really, really worth it. I mean, you're never going to have a sandwich ever again. Uh, sometimes, if I'm feeling a cheat day, I'll try to have like gluten-free bread. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I try not to. But most of my, I don't have to eat many meals on the go. Um, I would say that's a big part too. Is it's it's really hard to have a diet like this if you're eating on the go. Yeah. Like I have to sit down and eat eat my food or be somewhere to eat it. I can't just grab some. I can't grab like a steak out of the out of the fridge, throw it on the grill, and then walk around with it in my hand. Right. Like that. I mean, I guess I could, but 
be kind of weird. <laughs> that would be amazing, actually, the reaction that you would get. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll try it one day. Yeah, I'll be you should do that. Barcadero holding a steak in my hand. See, <laughs> see the looks that I get. By the way, yeah, you, uh, you you live right near the ballpark, right? So do you have yeah uh, do you, do you have some favorites in the area that 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 fit kind of into what you're saying right now in terms of how you eat? Yeah, yeah. There's this place called Bel Campo or Bel Campo. I don't know exactly how to say it, but probably ordered that ordered that place on DoorDash last year during the pandemic like 50 times while okay. I was in San Francisco because I could get I could get like steak and eggs or like two 100% beef patties and eggs with some potatoes for like 20 bucks. And it, it was a no-brainer for me. I could get a really good meal with really solid, like, healthy, organic organic meat and potatoes for, for relatively cheap in the city. It was it was a staple for me, for sure. I love it. I love it. My gosh. And, you know, we talked to Gabe about this, too, and he, he sounds like it's just, like, straight protein. I mean, he told me he gave up fruits and vegetables, <laughs> which I, I was just like, I mean, that, that, that kind of floored me. But – uh, it sounds like the entire Giants clubhouse is just, uh, I, I, I mean, you guys are just just crushing meat all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's important. You know, it's important to get it's important to get the protein and it's important to get the, the healthy, the healthy fats that come with animal protein, too. Honestly, I know there's a lot of people on the on the vegan train and like good for them. But as an athlete, I just I need I need some more some more nutrients in the food that I'm eating. Uh, do you subscribe to the theory that breakfast is the most important meal of the day? No, no, I no. think that's I think that's a lie. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I probably won't eat I won't eat today until I get to the field. Um, I try to I try to fast for about sixteen hours every day if I can. Uh, some days I don't make it that far, but yeah, I try not to eat till at least at least noon normally. Wow, that's a that's a healthy fast. Is that hard? When you wake up in the morning? Not anymore. It, it used to be. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this has been a staple for me now for two years at least. So, so for me, it's normal now. But I, I've noticed some. I've noticed some good stuff with that too. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of science behind everything that I do. I don't really do anything just because I think it works. I do stuff because I know it works. Uh, it's like you've taken analytics to eating. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. I dig that. Um, okay, uh, do you have a lucky meal? Like, are you superstitious? Like, this is this is my favorite. Uh no, not really. But but if you, no, I try, it, I try to stay yeah. away from most superstitious things. Honestly, um, just because they they don't really matter, you know. Which is kind of ironic with baseball being a very superstitious game. But I don't know. I feel like it's more of a mental thing than than anything when it comes to superstitions. Like if you think something's going to help you, it's probably going to help you. And if you think something's going to be bad for you, it's probably not going to be the best thing for you. And how about if I asked it as if it was a last meal? Like what what's the absolute favorite thing you could put on a plate right now? Uh, I would say like a porterhouse steak for sure. Yeah. Like the biggest one you got. But yeah, but absolutely. but sitting down in a chair, not walking around with it. Yeah, sitting down in the chair with a nice big steak knife to cut it up so I don't have to eat it like a caveman. That would be ideal. <laughs> Perfect. Next up is the Giants player rep, Austin Slater. What he and his teammates eat is not a part of his job description, but he still had plenty to say about the topic. Uh, when you were at Stanford, did you have a go-to spot? Uh, I, I did. Yeah. I went, I, I ate a lot of Chipotle. Um, okay. a lot of Chipotle and a lot of, they had a Panda Express on, on campus too. So I, those are, those are probably my two go-to spots. Um, I think those are good picks. Uh, what about in the city now? Do you have any go-to spots? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I, I got to think about that. I was, I was up in the city this off season, but you know, everything was kind of closed. Uh, right. I don't know if I have, uh, you know, Original Joe's probably one of my favorite restaurants. Um, uh, but you know, I, I like to mix it up. You know, you got a lot of diverse food choices up in SF, so I, I like to mix it up. How how have your eating habits changed from college till now? Uh, I, I like to think I eat much much healthier. Uh, 
you know, in college you could you could go out and eat McDonald's and uh, you know drink or do whatever and and be totally fine the next day and not not feel any different. But um, you know, I, you know, as I've progressed in my career, I've started to take note of how I feel after I eat certain things and and just my general energy level and things like that. And so I, I think I, I like to think that I, I've kind of you know uh, reeled it in a little bit from my uh, my younger days. I mean, you're still a young cat. You're 28 years old. Was was there a certain age where you said, hold, hold on a second, that fast food's not sitting the same way? Uh, you know, probably in the last year or two. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, do, uh, what do all the guys think about all the talk about Gabe's eating habits? Gabe's eating habits? Yeah. Um, it's not really – it hasn't really come up a whole lot, to be honest with you. We had a uh, we had a conversation uh, with him about food. Uh, did you hear that he's given up on vegetables completely for now? I, I heard that. Yeah, he, he just <laughs> eats most of red meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of uh, kind of an intense sort of an approach to the whole thing, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, you know. But hey, each to their own, and it seems to be working for him. I don't know if you've ever seen him, but he's pretty cut up. <laughs> I've, yes, I've noticed. I've noticed. Where are you on vegetables, and and you know which ones do you enjoy? Yeah, it's a love hate. Uh, you know, I eat them because <laughs> because my nutritionist tells me to eat them <laughs> for the most part. I enjoy occasional salad and everything, but I you know I try to eat vegetables and with every meal. And um, you know, I, I like uh, I, I love Brussels and 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 broccoli and. Um, you know, if they're, if they're prepared right and, and chartered a little bit, uh, you know, I, I enjoy those. Okay, so you have an actual dedicated nutritionist. Oh, well, we have one. We have a, a team nutritionist, and, Got and it. she's been been great and helped us out uh, quite a bit. Yeah, how do those conversations go? What what's what's been your experience? Um, yeah, you know, just just like you know, I'll, I'll grab something a little a uh, little fattening, and you know, she'll give me a look and be like. You sure you're gonna you're gonna eat that? And I'm like, ah, fine, you know. You know, she cleaned out the clubhouse, you know, from the fatty foods and, and snacks and stuff, and trying to get more like, uh, you know, lean snacks and, and stuff that'll actually contribute to your energy levels. So is she actually like cruising around to all of you and and <laughs> giving you that look if 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 you're uh, you know stepping out of the box a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, she, a lot of times. She's great, though, and, uh, you know, she, we have a lot of fun with her and give her a hard time sometimes when we're like, hey, we're just going to get dumpy today. Let's let's do a cheat meal or something like that. And, um, but, yeah, she's got her work cut out for her, and, and, but she does a great job. Uh, do you have a favorite clubhouse menu item? Uh, you know, not really. Uh, they mix it up pretty well. Uh, uh, you know, I – I guess uh, my favorite that we have in the clubhouse, uh, a big Red Bull guy before a game. Uh, but uh, that's, pro- that's probably about it. You mentioned cheat meals, which are very intriguing to me. If I told you right now, okay, you know, let's say Sunday, for instance, I think you guys, you know, you, when you have an off day and, and we'll just throw you a cheat meal, where, what are you doing? Mm. Uh, I, burger, fries, and, and a milkshake. That's that's probably my go-to. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good answer. All right, uh, let me give you a couple of situations. You tell me what you like to eat when you're there. Uh, it's probably been a while because of the pandemic, but you go to the movies. What are you eating? Ooh, uh, getting a getting a popcorn, uh, maybe an icy. Okay, so no candy though. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big candy guy. All right, all right, that's a that's a good start. By the way, I bet the nutritionist likes that. Um, what about at a ball game? Go to a ball game. What are you getting? A uh, hot dog and, uh, boiled peanuts. And what about to drink? Got to wash it down with something. Yeah. You know, I'll do a beer, you know, a Coca-Cola. Um, what about pregame? What is your, what's, you mentioned Red Bull. What's, give me the whole, like when, how, how long before the game and, and what do you like to do? Yeah, usually try to try to drink it, you know, with our pregame meal. And uh, one of my other favorite go-tos is just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, uh, you know, and then see what else we got 
see what else we got for spread before the game. That that really uh, that excites me. I'll, I'll be honest with you because the P- I love it when there are adults who still eat PB and J. I'm an adult who still eats PB and J. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? Yeah, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. No, no. Are you are you white bread, wheat bread? What's the approach? Uh, any of the all of the above. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. not picky. I, I just give my PB and J, and I'm I'm all set. The bread choice doesn't really matter to me. What about post game? How do you handle that? Yeah, uh, just try to eat as soon as I can after the game. Try to start digesting so I can go to sleep. And then, what's a typical breakfast? I'm a huge breakfast guy. What um, what's what's your thought there? Yeah, I, I, it's probably my favorite meal of the day. Uh, I'm a I'm a big breakfast guy myself. Uh, eggs, bacon, orange juice, coffee, and a little toast. You know. I could eat that every day for the rest of my life and be totally happy with it. How do you like the eggs? Uh, I usually go over easier scramble. Okay. And how many eggs a week do you think you eat? Oh, uh, well, I usually go three three a day, so I guess 21. What? <laughs> He's good at math, too. Look at that. All right, uh, Austin, uh, on the way out here, please fill out your dream pizza. My dream pizza. Oh, um, pepperoni, sausage, ham. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a meat lover guy on a pizza. I was going to say, it sounds like the Giants Clubhouse is just a bunch of meat lovers. <laughs> uh, it's, I guess so. I guess so. Okay, quick pause to tell you about our sponsor, T-Mobile, one of our favorite partners because of how relevant they are to Giants fans. Because you're never far from McCovey Cove when you've got America's largest and fastest 5G network. In other words, T-Mobile is your ticket to the game, whether you're home or away. The Giants are big league. Why don't you come on up and join them? Switch to T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Fastest 5G by Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA 5G Experience Report January 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now back to Inside Giant Moments. Time to meet the person who puts it all together for the guys, Larone Sarig, Director of Performance Nutrition. It's a round-the-clock job to feed this many and do it well. I, I just want to start with this. I, I know that uh, having three kids myself, it's not easy to, to be preparing food for other people all the time and all of their different tastes and keeping people happy and uh, I've only got three kids. You've you've got uh, what north of seventy people that you're taking care of on a daily basis. How on earth do you do this? Yeah, I mean it's definitely not easy to keep everyone happy. It's nearly impossible, as you probably know, just with three kids. Um, but the biggest thing that we try to do is just provide a lot of options and variety. Um, and we also really try to make sure that we're having stuff there that people are familiar with and comfortable with eating. So, you know, we'll always have chicken available, rice available, potatoes, you know, things are, that people are really used to eating um, and, you know, comfortable with and ways that we just work on trying to, like, cook things in different ways so that um, it breaks up the monotony of, you know, having grilled chicken every day. We use thighs. We season it differently. You know, we bake. We roast. Um, so just ways to just, you know, keep things fresh. I, I, I got to imagine you get a lot of requests. So are, are you are you a pretty popular person in the clubhouse, people trying to uh, uh, make friends with you because then they figure maybe they're going to have a little influence? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's that so much because I'm the one who's manipulating the food a little bit more just to try to make it more nutritious. Um but we definitely try to take requests into considerations, um, you know, big or small. Our dining space, especially at home, we really want to make it a place where they are getting the best fuel for their body to help them perform. But also we want to make them feel at home. You know, the kitchen is inside the clubhouse. It's like the nucleus of the clubhouse, right? It's um, a safe space. So we take requests into account. You know, we provide um we try to think of like menus that are based on where people come from. So Latin American cuisine, Southern cuisine, you know, trying to get food for our Italian folks and, um, you know, try to make it so that we're kind of hitting all areas so people are getting excited about the food at different parts of the day. 
that that's been a big addition from free agency this year. A lot of Italian guys: Di Sclafani, La Stella, Casali. Is there more Italian food this year than there has been in the past? Uh, well, a lot of people like Italian food, so I think we can kind of appease, appease the masses with it. Yep. So we definitely, you know, I make more of a point to like try to get our chefs to make those dishes or order it when we're on the road. Like definitely when we were in Philadelphia or like when we're in the Northeast, I'll try to look for some good Italian for those guys. But um, the nice thing about it is lots of people like it. So it's a, it's a good way to try to appease everyone. I, I had in my mind before talking to you that this was, you know, the clubhouse at Oracle Park was what you were in charge of. You just made a comment about when we're in the Northeast. So this is something that's across the board, daily basis, no matter where the team is, you're coordinating this. That's uh, That sounds like a tremendous amount of work. Yes. Yeah, we, um, we feed the team three meals a day every game day. So whether it's at home or on the road, um, they're getting three meals a day. And usually on the road, we're catering it in from local restaurants or using, um, you know, the visiting clubhouse or like the uh, road team's um, kitchen to cater in the food. So, yeah, it's a lot of food coordination and also on our flights for hotels um, everywhere. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, we mentioned um, what what this has all been like, the, the, the evolution of this over the last couple of years. I, I was thinking about last year. Uh, with the shortened season, COVID-19, uh, everybody's trying to stay away from one another as much as possible. How did that affect your job? Yeah, I mean, at first um, it was kind of uh, a shock, probably it was as it was to everyone in every area. But um, myself and our minor league dietitian, Adam, we both had to kind of think of like creative ways to still provide nutrition education and guidance and we were almost trying to emphasize it even more now because you know they weren't able to go to the gym as much or at all or you know how are they going to stay active and also just make sure that they're keeping their bodies healthy so um, we had to get really creative we did a lot of like digital content for education texting infographics and then one big thing was um, you know, cooking videos because, you know, everyone was stuck at home. You can't go to restaurants. So a lot of people were starting to cook more at home. And a lot of people didn't even have that foundation. Like, where do I even start? Like, what kind of pan do I buy? <laughs> so we were helping a lot with that. And, you know, um, just we were both filming ourselves, like making really simple dishes. And then Adam did an awesome job, like editing them. And we would send them out once a week and, you know, just try to find other ways to, to reach everyone while they're kind of stuck at home. Uh, by the way, if you're handling everything on on the road as well, you have to debunk a, a a massive issue in American society. I think you're the one to do it because the rest of us in our lives have never had a good meal on a plane. Uh, do, do these guys actually get good meals on planes? Is, is there is there a way to do that? And, and the airlines are are just lying to us through the years. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's been some pretty good meals. I mean, they're not all hits. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've had, uh, like filet, ribeye, like lots of really cool chicken dishes and we'll cater sometimes from like barbecue restaurants and, you know, things like that. So that it's, um, not as much plain food, if you will, but even, even the stuff from our, our, uh, airlines are pretty good. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm now jealous. I, I, <laughs> I wanted to ask you this. Gabe Kapler has earned this reputation, uh, partially just by the way he looks. There was some blog stuff back when he was in Philly that he is just all about food and that, you know, he's very, very meticulous. How much is he involved in the process of, of what you do? Um, I think that what he's so great about is just leaning on the experts, you know, for what they do. And so he's not, you know, like overseeing everything directly, but he does give really good feedback. And, you know, I think that we've always had a really big emphasis on getting like the highest quality ingredients, local ingredients, making things from scratch as much as possible. And I know that, you know, he's a really big believer in that. So it only just kind of enhances our 
you know, ability to do that. We just have a lot of support and people that value it. So, you know, he, he's a good partner in that way. Uh, he told us for this episode that for now, at least, he is not eating vegetables, which was the most surprising thing I've ever heard him say. And I've talked to him many, many times. <laughs> Does this surprise you a little bit? Well, now that I've gotten to know him, it doesn't surprise me. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, the thing with nutrition is, everyone's on their own journey and you know their own they have their own experiences with eating have their own habits and beliefs and you know i'm always going to respect that especially if it's something that's not affecting like their health or for our athletes their performance so you know yeah just let him do his thing he's healthy (laughs) okay then what's your thing describe your eating philosophy Um, Well, I really love to approach nutrition with balance, you know, so I know that nutrition is not a one size fits all approach. So when I'm working with people, I try to kind of take on that, you know, let's approach it with balance kind of stance as well. And as I mentioned, you know, everyone's on their own personal journey. Everyone's at different stages with regard to like what they need to change or improve or if they need to at all. And, you know, like for me, um, that balance means that, you know, for example, I like to eat chocolate every day. Like I am a chocoholic. My name is Lerone, and yes, I'm a chocoholic. Um, <laughs> I have to have it every day. I would definitely, you know, and I know that I, if I didn't, that I would go overboard the next time it was available or the next time I had it. So, you know, I participate in eating our show nuts or what we like to call like show donuts are donuts in the show Um, but I also make sure that the majority of time when I'm making nutrition decisions I'm doing it with my goals in mind and like for me at this point in my life I you know my mental and physical health is really important to me so I try to make sure that majority of my decisions I'm making with those goals in mind but you know I let myself eat ice cream and donuts and you know chocolate every day a little bit as well i am I'm, I'm very into this and i love that you just joined chocoholics anonymous right here on the podcast that was <laughs> that was a big moment what tell tell me what form of chocolate is is your favorite and and you know maybe is the best way to go about having a little bit each day yeah, I mean, I really love chocolate-covered pretzels because, like, the salty and the sweet yeah. is definitely a, a lovely combination. So, you know, maybe a small handful of, like, chocolate pretzels every day. Or um, one thing I try to do to, like, at least try a little bit is get, like, really bitter dark chocolate and do, like, a square from, like, a bar of that. And usually that's enough because it's so bitter um, right. to, like, you know, fulfill the craving. But, yeah, something along those lines. And you can get, like, the sea salt dark chocolate ones, which is very similar to the pretzels. So big hit. Okay, you mentioned donuts. First off, your favorite donut is what? Oh, I love just a plain glaze. Can't really okay. go wrong with those. Yeah, that's that's probably America's most popular donut. I always argue with people because I'm a chocolate old-fashioned guy, but there's nothing wrong with a glazed donut. But if you're getting donuts for the entire Giants team, how, how many donuts does this take in order to cover them? We do like three to four dozen. So not everyone's eating okay. the donuts, which, right. you know, I love. It's not like right. 80 of them. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we'll typically do like what. what's cool about the donuts is like whenever we travel, we'll get them, you know, at a different city and just try the different cities, you know, like types of donuts that they have. And so it's fun to just kind of like see what they get. Um, and it always makes people happy. So. <laughs> How often do you let everybody loose like that? Whether it's donuts, whether it's something else, how how often do you just say, all right, have at it, let yourself go? Yeah, I mean, again, it goes back to that balance that I truly believe is important. So maybe like once every homestand or if it's a long road trip, like one or two times in there, we'll do what we call like a treat meal and just, you know, have a meal that sometimes I'll ask players like what they want. You know, it's usually the same stuff like in and out shake shack, fried chicken, (laughs) um, dessert, and then, or pizza, you know, we'll, we'll do that stuff from time to time again, just to break it up and, you know, give them something that they'll be excited about. Cause a lot of times like, um, the mood in the clubhouse a lot of times starts with like, what's the, you know, what the spread looks like. So, you know, we, we try to make it appealing most of the time. Are you taking it personally? If you go into the clubhouse and it's kind of a down mood, you're like, Oh gosh, this didn't, this didn't click. (laughs) 
I mean, I think early on I did, but I've learned, guys, kind of going back to your first question, like there is no way to please everyone, especially when it comes to food. So you just have to kind of like, you know, win small battles. <laughs> uh, do you guys get into the same cheeseburger argument that, that the rest of the world does? If it's in and out, if it's five guys, is it Shake Shack? Is, is this happening with the Giants too? Oh, yeah, I've definitely heard it before. Yeah, the okay. Whataburger gets thrown in there from, like, our Texas guys. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we hear it. <laughs> and and would you like to weigh in? What's what's the correct answer? Oh, man, that's tough. I'm, I'm from the East Coast. I grew up in Florida. So, like, in and out was not something I ever grew up around right. or eating. But when I tried it, you know, it was pretty good. So right. <laughs> it might be on the in and out in that okay. camp. All right, but, but then what about the fries? Because that's where In and Out loses some people there. Mm, yeah, isn't it like Five Guys is, are the ones that like everyone loves the fries from? I mean, shouldn't we open a place that has like the burger from one place, but the fries from the other, and that would that would be the big winner, don't you think? Yeah, maybe if we cater one day, we can just do that and try to figure <laughs> out how, how the mood is from there. People's heads would explode. That would that would be uh, that'd be really big. <laughs> Um, okay, we always hear you're not supposed to eat late at night, but uh, I've been in the Giants clubhouse back when we were allowed to, and, uh, you know, here, here everybody comes at 11 o'clock at night with these massive plates of food. How 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 does that work out for them? Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said about how our bodies do metabolize food, you know, differently at different parts of the day and at night as well. But that said, you know, majority of the baseball like the MLB schedule is at night right so already our players days are pushed back so their sleep wake cycle is a little different than probably the most of the population you know so they're staying up later um and you know sleeping in a lot later um and you know that meal is a really important meal to help reach their caloric goals you know a way for them to get nutrients um and especially for for them after a game right so during the day, they're active, they're doing a lot, they're, you know, under mental and physical stress. And so um, they need some recovery and also, again, just to meet their caloric needs. So that meal for that time frame is important. And, you know, at home, especially what our chefs, what I work with them on is just trying to always make sure we have, you know, good protein sources, uh, foods that have high antioxidant content, you know, just to help with that recovery, like slow digesting carbs um, to also support, you know, what their sleep quality will be like. And so we try to always, you know, at least have options like that available. So to encourage that optimal recovery and, and make that meal, although late at night, still like helping them with something. Well, and as you said, they sort of sleep through the morning uh, on, you know, after night games, unless they've got a day game the very next day. I had this conversation with Kayla Berger because it's like the age old adage that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Uh, and I'm a huge breakfast person, but for a lot of baseball players, maybe they're, they're sleeping through when it's supposed to be breakfast. So what's your philosophy there in terms of like timing out the day? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, who says breakfast has to be at 8 a.m.? Like, it could be at yeah. 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. right when they wake up. It's just the first meal of the day. So I try to encourage them, you know, eat something at least within an hour of waking up. So that kind of, like, kickstarts your day, and, it, you know, it's starting to nourish them for – especially if they're in the game that day. So, you know, it's the same thing, you know, just wake up when you wake up, have something to eat and then, you know, spread out your meals evenly or whatever works for you throughout the rest of the day and night as well. Like, does there need to be protein in there? I have this argument with my seven year old all the time. All he wants is toast and cereal in the morning. And I keep telling him, no, you got to do eggs or something that's going to help your brain. It's going to help you have energy throughout the day. And, and he never wants it. And we literally have this question five mornings a week. Can, can you help me with that or am I wrong? Yeah, no, I think you're on the right track there. I mean, protein, I think it's important to have at every meal, especially for more active people. They just have higher protein needs. So, you know, our baseball players specifically, but especially for young kids who are growing and developing, like protein's really important piece of not only like our muscle mass or, you know, but it also plays a huge role in like your immune system function. And then, you know, for other people, it's a big piece of like helping to curb appetite and portion control. So yeah, it definitely is important to have, to try to have at every meal, a good balance of all the nutrients. 
Okay, while we're on this idea of you just helping out the rest of us with eating, uh, give me your recommendation. One thing maybe that, that a lot of us overlook that we should be eating regularly. Yeah, so I was going to say vegetables, like initially when uh, I was thinking about this, but um, I don't want to be like super cliche because, I mean, right. a dietitian telling you to eat vegetables, like you already know that I would say that. So, right. I, you know, if I'm going to think of other categories of food or like nutrients, I would say nuts and seeds, like I'm going to give them some love because I don't think they get enough. Um, nuts and seeds, you know, things like walnuts and almonds, flaxseed, chia seeds, pumpkin seeds. Um, I think, you know, they're, they're great things um, to get throughout the day. They're good sources of um, good fats, usually high on antioxidants. They'll even have fiber and even protein um, in them as well. And then they contain a lot of variety of uh, vitamins and minerals, especially if you're getting different variety of nuts and seeds. Um, and what I love about them is you could pretty much add them at every meal time of the day. Like you could blend them into smoothies. You could add, you know, nuts to oatmeal um, for breakfast, put them in salads at lunch or dinner or just snack on throughout the day. So they're very versatile, too, and just a w- good way to get all those good nutrients in. Yeah, the smoothies and the salads, that's a good idea because just like a handful of seeds. I don't know. I think most people kind of feel like a bird if they're doing that, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the seeds maybe, but you could easily eat a handful of nuts and, you know, it'd be a pretty decent snack. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. All right, what about the other side of this? Uh, What's one thing that does get a lot of love that we really just should not be eating? Yeah, I mean, so just kind of going back to, like, my food philosophy, if you will, is I don't really like to be extreme with anything or recommend that, you know, going cold turkey or cutting out anything specifically unless, you know, it's directly impacting our health. Um, or, you know, performance for athletes. But, you know, if I did have to choose something, because I get this question a lot, like our players will ask me this a lot, you know, what's worse, one beer or one soda, like a high sugar soda? And I always have a tough time answering that because I think they're like equally not great for you. (laughs) Um, But especially like if you think of like when you're having them. But I think I, you know, um, I would probably lean more towards the soda, I guess, in that aspect. But that is a tough one. It's, you know, maybe just have more moderation in any of it. Or or maybe more wine. You didn't mention wine, so <laughs> wine is wine is better than beer, right? Well, we'll say alcohol versus soda. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was going to try to squeeze in a little Pinot and make it okay, but uh, uh, okay. No, that's, it is okay. Uh, in yeah, it is. Well, well let's, let's play that game with a couple other things. What is worse, a glazed donut or, or bacon? Mmm... I'd go, oh, it's so tough. Bacon's pretty processed. And glazed donut, just all the sugar. I'd probably go glazed donut just because you're at least getting some nutrients from bacon. Okay, there it is. I heard it from you, Larone. I am now going to, I will use that every time bacon comes up for the rest of my life. I'll, like, that's going to be my new line. Hey, better than a glazed donut. <laughs> I guess you might as well. Finally, the skipper. Gabe Kapler is well known for a healthy lifestyle and evolving food tastes. Take a listen to what he has to say as the Giants get going in 2021. You've been painted with the reputation of being very particular about food and about what you eat. How true or untrue is this? I, I actually think it's pretty untrue. I think a, a, a more accurate uh, depiction would be that I'm very experimental with my food. So, and that, and that comes from my, that comes from my father. So he, he toyed with various eating habits to try to optimize for like health and, and in some, in some cases for life experience in other cases for performance, he was a marathon runner and, and a, and a musician. So he was constantly tinkering with his diet to try to be the best that he, he could be, but then also to have the most um, rich life experiences that he could. I'm very similar. So, and I'm not opposed to trying things that are a little bit extreme and seeing how they, they feel and then, and then altering course. So yeah, I would, I would just classify it as more experimental than, than anything else. Yeah. I, I, I feel like people think you're, you know, we hear about Tom Brady and it's like, there's these rules and we live by them every day and we do it for 20 years. But I've talked to you about this before and it sounds to me like you're someone who, 
will have habits but then change. And, and, and then the habits are completely different for, for a little while. Um, is, that, is that more of an accurate way to say it? Do you kind of go in, in different waves over time? Yeah, and I'll give you a really good example of that. If, you were, if, if we were having this conversation five years ago, I would say that to get ready for this podcast, I might have, like, gone and piled up a bunch of vegetables in a, um, in, 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 on a plate, and then I might, like, add some tuna in and a bunch of olive oil because I, I was, like, trying to be as energetic as I could in that interview and, and potentially even be, you know, of clearer mind. I can tell you that I really have eaten very few vegetables over the course of the last three years, very few. Wow. And, and part of that is just to kind of see how, how my body um, experiences that. Um, so, and my and my body has been doing pretty pretty well with with almost no vegetables for a little while. And and by the way, like I may go back to to eating veggies in in the middle of this season if I think I need a different kind of clarity or or energy boost. You'll also see me, um, you know, go completely off course and and eat an entire box of pizza. And, and a bunch of ice cream, you know, once in a while, because I really enjoy it, and I and I love I love to indulge that way. Uh, th- this could potentially be life changing for people that uh, that you're in the shape you're in, and you're telling everybody that you don't eat that many vegetables. That could open some doors for people, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, no, I I mean that that like if we had more time and we were going to have like a, a nutrition based podcast, it would be uh, it would be really fun to dive into. You know which vegetables make the most sense, which could be cut out, and and people would be healthier. And look, not everybody has the food have the same reactions in their bodies. So we're we're all not wired exactly the same. And we probably getting back to the point of of being experimental. I think it's useful to see what works for your body. How much say do you have on what's served in the clubhouse? Some, but I don't. I don't think that that makes any sense at all. We have a great team dietitian who is thinking about this nonstop, and I don't think that it's it's my place to kind of jump in and and um, just because I've had some experiences change our course there. What I will do is ask a lot of questions and ask why we're doing what we're doing in our our food room. Um, if, if any players want to discuss dietary habits and, and how they can be at their best. I'm happy to share my own personal experiences, but this is an area that I will never put my thumb on the scale. Um, I have some, some influence here, but my goal is, is to, to uh, defer to the people that study these topics the most, and I'm definitely not that person. Okay, so not, even like one item here or there, is there anything you've added or anything you've eliminated? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Um, what I can what I can tell is I've had, you know, lots of conversations with our our team dietitian. I've had conversations with our strength coaches. I've had conversations with players and and with staff. I generally start by just asking questions, um, sharing experiences. But I'm not I'm not telling people what to eat. I'm not the food police. Um, give me in the uh, the 2021 season as we get started here. What is the normal? What's a normal food day for you? Um, I've been eating somewhere between 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock in the afternoon, my first meal. My, I, I wake up and, and drink black coffee, and, and that's where I start. And usually my, my first meal is, is just um, kind of a piece, a piece of red meat, maybe some ground beef and some eggs or something like that. And, and, and that's my, my first meal. Usually that's keeps me really happy until until dinner and then I kind of read and react and see what my body's in the mood for for dinner I, I'm so surprised that you can go until one o'clock before you eat how do you not get hangry <laughs> uh, I, I I love caffeine is really my friend in that way okay so um, <laughs> yeah you know just a, so just some just some coffee in the coffee in the morning and look it's here it's about it's about noon right now. I'm I'm still not really hungry, so I'll I'll see where I am in in an hour or two, and and if I'm ready to eat, I'll eat. And if I'm not, I won't. I don't I don't I don't have to eat. I I'm gonna eat if I'm if I'm hungry and feeling like eating. And 
I think that's a really um, good way to play this stuff is kind of listen to our bodies. Now, if, our, if my, at some point I'm interested in eating a lot, I'll eat a lot. And, and I'm, I'm living all the time. So this, this is fine for me. Again, I'm not giving anybody else advice or, or feeling like I'm the expert in this. I'm just sharing that this is what, what I, what I play with and how I'm experimenting. Uh, normal seven o'clock game start. What, what, what are you eating pregame and are you eating anything postgame? Um, la- I'll go back to last year cause it's been a while and I haven't made any definitive decisions about this year yet, but, um, I would probably eat somewhere in the, in the six o'clock hour and then I won't eat after the game. And, you know, maybe, maybe some, um, ground beef and mushrooms or something like that, maybe a ribeye, something like that. Um, I'll, I'll eat fish if, if that's what's, what's available. I won't, I won't limit myself. I'll eat as much as I feel like eating. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty simple. And, and no superstitions? I, I, I mean, anything like if you win or lose, are you sticking with the same thing or anything like that? Definitely not. Okay. If, if, I, if, I, have any, if, if I have any superstition, it's probably to challenge stuff like that and make sure that I don't fall into any routines or habits that don't have a purpose. What's your absolute favorite thing? If I just said, like, pick your plate right now. What's on it? Um, probably, probably deep dish pizza with with some sort of really salty meat, and and something like like pineapple would be fantastic. Onions are awesome. So something like in in that in that realm. But I'm also big. I love cheeseburgers. So like a double yes. a double cheeseburger with a lot of a lot a lot of mayonnaise. And um, some some good ketchup and mustard, good high quality, maybe some spicy mustard. Um, I I would probably drink a cold beer with that, and I would also consider a glass of red wine with both the pizza and with the burger, and definitely ice cream. Ice cream is, is a must. <laughs> That's fantastic, by the way. Are, is this all homemade, or do you have a burger joint? Where where's your go to? Ah man, I don't have a burger joint in San Francisco. Um, so when it comes to deep dish pizza, obviously like the best deep dish pizza I've had has been in Chicago. There's a couple of places in, uh, in San Francisco that are really good. There's a little chain called little star pizza. If I'm not mistaken, they make a pretty good deep dish pizza. Um, so I've, I've eaten those a a couple of times in San Francisco, but, uh, no, I'm not, not a homemade guy. When it comes to that kind of food, I just want somebody else to prepare it. And I just want to be the eater. You know, I, I was thinking this, too, uh, while we're talking about clubhouse food. Um, what was the food like during your one year in Japan? Uh, <laughs> food in Japan was awesome. Uh, and it, so this is actually kind of interesting. The best Indian food I've ever had was in Japan. And there was okay. – I, I lived in – I lived in Tokyo – in a, uh, by a subway stop called Hiro. I lived in like a high rise building. And at the base of that building was an Indian food restaurant. Um, and they made the most incredible butter, chi- butter chicken, spicy, incredible, uh, non, um, super fluffy, hot. And I, that was like a once a week thing for me. And that was my, my best food experience in Japan. Okay, with everything we've discussed, give me what food stories are out there about you through the years that are not true. So the the most important one to touch on is that like I have some rigid inflexible eating style. You know, that is is the furthest thing from the truth. Last night I had uh a Thai food with a couple of our our coaches um and different kinds of curries and vegetable dishes and um pod thai you know like i eat whatever i just my normal days are pretty pretty regimented for for my experiments and and trying to be on point but i'm also pretty flexible when it comes time to to celebrate and to indulge i do that 
Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments presented by T-Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review and share this episode with your friends and family. To make sure you never miss these exclusive conversations each week, subscribe and follow the Inside Giant Moments podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.